0: Three, two, one. Florida State absolutely dominates number five, LSU and Brian Kelly in Camping World Stadium. A fired up Florida State fan base taking over Orlando and the Seminoles and Magnor Bell get it done. Keon Coleman goes off. His Heisman campaign has launched. Jared Burst takes care of business on the defensive side. Renardo Green, massive interception. Big plays being made by Lawrence Toa, Philly, Trey Benson. Jordan Travis, five touchdowns, big time night for Florida State beating the LSU Tigers, 45 to 24. We are here with our live instant reaction from Camping World Stadium. Gentlemen, this was a seminal statement, put the whole country on notice. Let me hear the reactions, man. What, what a night for the Florida State fan base.
1: I think statement is probably putting it a little lightly. Um, You know, we've talked about all preseason, about how good we thought this Florida State team was, that they've got a real chance to do some special things this year. I think in that first half, you know, we were all a little bit worried, and then Florida State opened up that third quarter. I remember I said next to Logan. I was like, the adjustments are coming. There's not a lot to worry about here. And then, I mean, Florida State just comes out and absolutely rolls over LSU, taking that 31-0 advantage in the second half. And, I mean, just making it look, a little bit too easy when you're playing a top five team in the country. I mean, Florida State absolutely dominated those thirty minutes of those last thirty minutes of football, and uh, just goes to show, as Mike, Nor- Mike Norbell said in the post game presser, you know the sky really is the limit for this team. And that second half showed what they can become throughout the season, and they put it a little bit together more consistently. It's just going to get nastier over the next couple of weeks.
2: It it was. That was a crazy game. I did not have – I know this final score ended up being 45-24, but I did not have 45-17 on the bingo card heading into tonight. It was was one of those where you're going into halftime at 17-14, and you're like, honestly, I kind of feel okay with that because Florida State did not play well in that first half. They got a couple lucky breaks with Brian Kelly going for it on fourth downs instead of kicking field goals. If he kicks field goals, else you could take a 23-14 lead in a halftime, and that's a much different ball game coming out. But that second half, Florida State just did whatever they wanted to do. Brian Kelly was sort of right. Someone beat the heck out of somebody. It was Florida State beating the heck out of
0: LSU. Yeah, practically went reverse there on them. But you were actually in the stands. I was. Days, so What was the energy like? Because we're in behind glass and everything, but it sounded like it was rocking. We actually had it, – it was so loud and the whole stadium was jumping – Literally in the press box, things were falling from the ceiling on the reporters. It was hilarious. You were out there I mean, in the stands. How was it?
2: It was a home game. It really was. You know, I, I tweeted right before the game. It's like 85-15 Florida State favoring. Um, there was not many LSU fans there. I, I don't know if they saw the writing on the wall, but Florida State fans were were energetic. They were in the stadium early. The war chant was rocking as before kickoff. That was that was an electric atmosphere. It really, really was. The, the fans were upset with all the penalties because half of them were straight bullshit. And I'm sure we'll talk about that here at some point. Um, but once the crowd got back into it, the team was feeding off of it and th- there was no stopping it.
1: Yeah. It seemed like those penalties, you know, really seemed to get to FSU early on. I mean, man, that stretch where it was three penalties in a row that gave LSU 40, 45 yards was Absolutely insane. I mean, the first – Highly questionable. The one
2: where they picked up the holding drove me nuts. Like, I was infuriated.
0: Yeah, they were missing. They were missing Fisk quite a bit and also Jared Verse on the side. There was a couple times where they just missed it. And it seemed like in the first half they were just looking to give uh, FSU penalties. They almost got Verse on a hit. Uh, going yeah. on LSU's player, uh, but luckily they looked at it further and that ended up not being a penalty. But they, they for sure, were looking to throw some flags in Florida State's way. But it's crazy though, the momentum change in Florida State, too. I mean, going off to the, the beginning of the game, Florida State's goal line stopped there on fourth down. Absolutely yeah, huge. Incredible. And we've been talking about it on this show for this entire off season, Dustin, you've been at practice, the trenches are what is going to really extend this team into being a college football playoff contender, just because the amount of pressure that they can bring on the inside. And it really, it was true dominance. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a game in the second half in the trenches, just the way they were able to make adjustments defensively, Adam Fuller, and then also specifically, and by uh, Odell Hagan, this coach JP, they really were able to kind of put together a good scheme to, take advantage of LSU's offensive line. Will Campbell, you're still not ready for Jared Verse, brother. <laughs> nope.
1: They were all over him. Jared Verse had some truly dominant moments of this game. thought Patrick Payton was pretty solid on the opposite side as well. And, I mean, you can't say enough about that interior. Braden Fisk was working his way through that LSU offensive line all night. Um, Dennis Briggs had a really standout game. Malcolm Ray came through with some big plays. Fabian Lovett got in there for some limited snaps and was able to contribute. So. I mean, we, we really saw from top to bottom them use that entire interior defensive line unit you know, rotating them throughout the game. And I mean, just no matter who was in there on that front four, FSU was having some real success. They've got some stuff they need to clean up with the linebackers and defensive backs moving next, moving into next week and the remainder of the season. But I think there's a lot to build on with what you saw tonight, especially with how frantic that first half was for this defense, like you guys said about the fourth downstop of uh, the goal line stop on the very first drive where LSU, you know, two plays are right there in scoring position. And that defense, you know, steps up and holds them out, does it later in the first half as well, another fourth down stop. So, I mean, there were some promising moments. They've just got to clean it up, get it a little bit more consistently. And, I mean, if they can do what they did in the second half, LSU only had just over 10 minutes of time possession that second half as for they just held the ball in offense and then came out there and pounded away on defense. Um, you know, it's going to be exciting.
2: Yeah, To your point about the defensive line, if you take away that one Williams run at the end of the first half, uh, LSU's running backs had 14 rushing yards. And even with that, they had 49 from the running backs. Obviously, Jaden Daniels got loose a couple times. That's kind of just what he does. But the defensive line was eating against the, against the running backs and the entire offensive line. Guys, let's get to it. we got to
0: talk about the man of the night but on a dominating show who ended up breaking the rock for Florida State celebrating the locker room. But Keon Coleman, Michigan State wide receiver transfer. Dustin, you'd been on this show telling us all about Coleman. He, he stood out to me immediately once I was only there for one day of practice at fall camp at the first day. But how about him? Three touchdowns a lot of damn yards. I mean, he dominated and really highly contested catches too, man. I mean, that's what stood out to me. I think one of my favorite catches whenever he went over the middle back over here on the field. And I was like, how did he come down with it? And then also in the corner of the end zone, me and Dustin looked at each other and he was like, did he fucking catch that? Cause it just <laughs> looked like that was unlike that you, that you, there's no way that you could come down with that. that that's an NFL esque type of, of touchdown there. And the, yeah. Uh, you know, He's going to get drafted, but tonight he really did put on a Heisman show for everyone.
1: Keon Coleman is a freak. Uh, we've been it on this show for a couple of weeks now. I mean, an absolutely standout preseason, really just got into the offense so quickly. And, I mean, we were, we were just as impressed by how he was taken to the coaching as what he was doing on the field. And, I mean, tonight you just saw those efforts since he transferred into Florida State from Michigan State. I mean, just pay off exponentially. It took a little bit for him and Jordan Travis to get clicking, but once JT realized, hey, if I go deep to this guy, he's going to come down with it, uh, he just started going there more and more and more. And then we saw Keon and Johnny Wilson both end up with over 100 yards in this game. So, I mean, the tandem between those two looking really good for the Seminoles on opening night, despite, you know, a couple uncharacteristic drops from Wilson, something that he's been improving on. But, I mean, just stick with Keon all three of those touchdowns were really freak plays. The 40-yard catch over the middle where he's able to break a tackle and is just gone, the catch in the end zone over the defensive back, and then also the game-winning score to really ice things before Jaheim Bell came back and iced it even more in that fourth quarter. So Keon Coleman, a Louisiana native, was all over the field in this one. you got to think it's a little bit more special for him to uh, be defeating a team that he said his family, family, uh, a lot of them are fans of the Tigers, but he personally said, He's not a fan of the Tigers. He, he's a Seminole now, and we saw it tonight. It's going to be exciting to see what he does the remainder of the season as that chemistry between him and Jordan just continues to grow and as Johnny Wilson continues to make plays on the opposite side.
2: Coleman really showed it all. I mean, from that from that slant that he took to the house because he broke two tackles, showed the speed, showed the strength. He, he had two jump balls where he just completely mossed the defensive back. And then they're using him on wide receiver screens and stuff too. There's, he's just – the perfect wide receiver, especially for where football's going, just so big, so fast, so strong. Uh, tweet of the night, I, I have to shout this one out. Someone tweeted, Angel Reese 6'4, and she put her on Keon. And that that made me laugh because LSU did not stand a chance covering him.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Keon Coleman, too, and the press conference after the game was talking about picking Florida State and coming to play for Mike Norvell in this offense and looking at it, the play being made today on this field the whole time. Keon Cullen making these plays in this offense. You know, Keon saying he was extremely grateful for the opportunity to come play for the Seminoles and also play for Mike Norvell in this offensive scheme. But also Mike Norvell at the end of that chiming in saying, I'm very grateful for that too, that he ended up picking the Seminoles. So those two obviously have a great bond. And it goes to show And it also ended up being – A good night for Jaheim Bell. It took a little while for him to kind of start lighting it up. But, man, Dustin, you and I were in the press box. We're like, (laughs) man, literally, literally. And we might need to get the fans to thank us. We might need to start saying some things and jinx it and then we'll change like that. But we were talking about Jaheim Bell at the time, only had one catch for five yards. The next play, Jaheim Bell takes it in for six down the sideline. But – just talk about Jaheim Bell, guys. We got to see him in this system and how Magno Bell is going to utilize him. We saw him in different kind of packages as well. You can see his physicality that he brings, the speed. He looks – he's running like a, like a running back out there. And that's why I had to look at Dustin like, is that Jaheim Bell that just ran in that touchdown? Uh, just, a, just a really nice performance. And then obviously the last touchdown here, easy money, flinging the LSU defender to the ground. Just true dominance, get the fuck off me type of situation. Love it. Sign me up.
1: I would say Jaheim Bell did everything we expected him to do on Sunday night, uh, being that versatile weapon in Florida State's offense where they can just move him around to different spots and create matchups. Whether it was at the traditional tight end spot, um, the H-back position, out there in the slot at wide receiver. I mean, Florida State utilized Jaheim Bell a ton in this game. And, I mean, some of it was to set up plays for other players. But at the same time, Jaheim Bell came through with a huge fourth quarter, you know, that catch and run to uh, – continue to put things out of reach that run where he just runs over an LSU defender and screams into the camera. That's a moment that Seminole fans are going to remember from this game for quite some time. But yeah, Jaheim Bell, I think, you know, he's going to continue to get in the offense over in the next couple of weeks. I think we'll see some more consistency out of that usage moving forward. But tonight, I mean, some of those big plays, it shows the splash that this Florida State offense can make at any single, at any single moment of a game. And I mean, this is why we talked about coming into the year Florida State, coming in with a top 10 offense returning a top 10 offense from that 2022 season and everyone's thinking you know how are they going to improve this offense and I mean you you saw it tonight
2: I, I kind of really liked what Norvell was doing to start the game I know it didn't lead to a ton of results but they're using kind of like this unique 12 person where Morlock and Bell were out there with Coleman and Wilson yeah. on the outside they can have a lot of fun with that because both Bell and Morlock are mismatches wherever you put them, and I thought Morlock Moor- made a nice play or two. They can really get freaky with some of these rotations, and they're even rotating the offensive line a little bit. I was noticing Norvell's going to have some fun, and he he was he was feeling himself tonight.
1: Yeah, I know it's two. obvious. Florida State, sorry Logan, but Florida State's still working out some kinks on that offensive line. We saw Robert Scott start at left tackle, and then uh, shortly into the game, Bless Harris replaced him. On the opposite side, Jeremiah Byers had some struggles during this matchup. And we actually ended up seeing Darius Washington take over on that right side during the second half. And you also had Demetri Emanuel um, get shifted out for Keandre Jones at that right guard position. So, I mean, like you said, Austin, Florida State's offensive line was doing a lot of shifting and moving tonight. I still think they're trying to find that dominant starting five. And, you know, they did find it in the second half.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I thought overall the offensive line was solid in pass protection. There was a couple times, like especially when they're backed up in the end zone. Uh, where I think it was Byers that really missed a block. Um, but I thought for the most part the offensive line was pretty good in pass protection. Rust, the run game, it took them a little bit. They they found their footing in the second
0: half. Um, but overall, I thought they were solid. Yeah, uh, there's a donation in here uh, from a couple of them actually, but mainly here from Godex Knowles. We'll get to some maybe some ranking predictions after this. We just solely want to go through the game play by play, quarter by quarter here, and then we'll get to that at the very end. But, yeah, going to the running back room, I think Florida State's got three starting caliber running backs. Of course, Trey Benson being your star there, and he showed his physicality. But to see also Lawrence Toffoli and the moves that he was making along with, two Rodney Hill. Man, you know, you don't think of him being so much of a physical running back just because of his size. But, man, he, he is physical. He's running over people. He had a really nice run, too, extending the run. After getting touched, man, you know, Florida he's State's got fast, some running backs. Man. And you have any – yeah, yeah, he, he's fast. He, he's got good length, too. And the biggest thing, I think, to Florida State, we haven't we haven't been able to see really – we didn't see Kaziah Holmes there as well. And we already kind of know what you're going to get out of C.J. Campbell. But Florida State's running back room, uh, there's a lot to like there. And it took a little while for them to gain some traction. But, you know, that, that running back room, when, he, they, when they were put out there, they performed uh, pretty well.
2: Yeah, Benson only finished with forty-seven yards. It felt like more than that, honestly, because he was re- he was really fighting for some of those. There was one run, I want to say, it was in the third quarter. We had the hardest fought four yards I've ever seen. Um, but it's it's a really impressive room, even to like the C.J. Campbell pl- point. He made a really good play on special teams to to pin LSU deep on a kickoff. You know, just the running backs were all over the place, and I'm I'm glad they're getting some usage.
1: Yeah, we knew it was going to be a little tougher for to State. you know, their first game without Trishon Ward, who was such a valuable piece in that running back room over the last couple of years. But, I mean, honestly, looking at the statistics, Trey Benson had a better performance than he did against LSU last year. Um, Toa Philly, you know, had some tough yards on the ground, but then had that huge play through the air that yeah. led Florida State to uh, scoring a touchdown in the third quarter. Rodney Hill, you know, those flashes are there. And, I mean, just running over that LSU defender shows a lot about him. Um, I think this backfield, you know, they're going to continue to get comfortable throughout the season, a little bit tough tonight with the front seven that they were facing. But, uh, you know, with the success that they were able to have, despite the opponent and despite the offensive line, c- continuously shifting throughout that game, I, I thought it was pretty impressive.
0: Uh, yeah, Dustin here, there's a comment and a donation here uh, saying uh, $10. If one of y'all do a celebration and gritty, Slash dance. I don't know, Dustin. And I think that you'd be our biggest nominee to take care of this for us. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, you my, can,
1: my hips. Uh, my hips. Will, no oh, how, am I, how am I supposed to do this on a selfie uh, camera? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you just put your phone down and put on your laptop and then just go down the side right there. Uh, don't, don't worry. Nobody's looking. There's nobody in the stadium right now. Oh, just what a pay to
2: see a D Loop gritty. Come oh, on. my goodness. It's
0: a little gritty for 10 bucks. That pays for our McDonald's on the way back home.
1: Looks like we already man. got the ten. Oh yeah, it's only one. No, he, <laughs> no,
0: oh, no but I, I, I want to go to the defense too, and I want to shout out uh, a few guys that maybe might be missed during this game. But big time shout out to her. did
2: oh oh wait hold on did he
0: do it? I think oh. I think D-Loo just did the gritty. I, mean, I could, just did He did gritty. it off
1: camera though. I call I call it the <laughs> shitty.
0: But yeah, <laughs> we did. We, Dustin, put your phone down again. We we lost you. It didn't show. Yeah, you have to do it again. Here we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the gritty. <laughs> oh my. All right, now I gotta give Dustin his ten. He's using that for burgers tonight, so that pays for McDonald's on the way back home to the hotel. That's why I said but, I called uh, it shitty. it was a shitty. It was not the gritty. It was a shitty. The shitty gritty. But um God almighty. Where are we at and what's happening? Um, But, no, going to the defense, I want to give a shout-out to a few players. First off, Renardo Green, man. Two games back-to-back against LSU in dominating fashion. Comes away with an interception this time. Renardo Green is sleeped on. People need to talk about Renardo Green more. A lot of great FSU defensive backs have come through. Tallahassee but Renardo Green I'm telling you after the season is is going to be one of them and they need to be respected more and also a guy that's been around the program for a long time Dennis Briggs man he was having some big time pressures on Jaden Daniels had a sack tonight too he was causing all kinds of havoc but shout out to those two guys that have been in this system been in Tallahassee for quite a while and they deserve a good decent shout out from us
2: Renardo is him they were really testing him early on on that first drive and he made I know it wasn't technically a pass breakup in the end zone, but he made a good play on the receiver to, to make sure that was incomplete and out of the back of the end zone. Renardo's that guy, but and Cypress made some good plays too. Honestly, they didn't really throw at him, um, but he made that nice diving pass breakup on third down to, to force a punt. The, the DBs in general, I thought, played pretty damn well. There was a couple times where – They got lost in coverage, but you know it's going to happen when you're playing Jaden Daniels and a scrambling quarterback. That it just happens. But I thought for the most part they did really well against a really talented receiver core. Um, Malik Neighbors, you know, he only had 67 yards. You live with that. Obviously, Thomas had the long one at the end to boost his stats, but with Neighbors only having 67 yards, I think you live with that.
1: It's really just the response for me because this LSU offense, I mean, was really testing. Florida State's defense in the first half, with their tempo, with the penalties that kept coming Florida State's way. Um, you know the defense. I, I didn't think it was the best first half out of that defensive backfield. But then to come out in the second half, I mean, hold hold LSU to only 167 total yards over those final two quarters. Um, I mean, not just the DBs, the whole defense stepped up. But I mean, really some impressive plays from Renardo, and we saw Az Az and Fintrell getting there. On a couple of plays. and Jones had a really nice tackle at one point during that second half. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it was the best performance from the defensive backfield tonight, but based off what we've seen in practice and how this unit has continued to grow and gel under Pat Sertan, I think, you know, we're only going to continue to see better performances throughout. The-
2: but I thought they are solid overall, and that's what matters when you're playing an offense as talented as LSU is.
0: Yeah, they, they tried going to AZ quite a bit. We saw that, and They tried to pick around with him a little bit here and there. And then to be some open guys, wide open. And, you know, Florida State got lucky, too. You know, Jay Daniels going deep there. And just at the nick of time, who was that? Maybe that was AZ getting over there just in time, to Maybe, I don't know if he was able to cause a PB, but it was definitely a drop more more importantly there. So, FSU kind of got lucky, but that happened last year, too, for Florida State. Also, LSU keeping the trend alive, mopping the punt, and Florida State able to come away uh, with it. You know, Florida State took advantage of a lot of their opportunities. And also, you know, I was talking with Dustin when Florida State was coming down here in the fourth quarter and they were really going to put the dagger down and score. Reminded me of last year when we were in New Orleans, where, you know, they did not take advantage of that opportunity. Being on goal line, Magnor Bell admitting that he should have never had kind of had that play call where they fumbled and lost the ball to allow Jaden Daniels to run down Florida State's defense and go score. And then, you know, ultimately, Cheyenne Brown having that block. So kind of started having some flashbacks there. You know, luckily, Florida State was able to learn. But there was a ton of mistakes. It's bittersweet. A ton of mistakes from this game that makes me feel like this team can, is definitely going to get better than what we saw advertised this evening, which is definitely scary to think of. But, man, that first quarter, second quarter, so many drops from your biggest playmakers, silly penalties. Maurice Smith and Jordan Travis weren't communicating well right off the bat. And also, too, I think Jordan Travis also had to warm up his legs a little bit. He seemed kind of iffy. He didn't want to roll out as much. He didn't want to get down on the field and utilize his legs. That's maybe something we'll monitor going into week two. But, you know, a lot of mistakes made, but Florida State scored down below 45-24. You would have never thought that happened.
2: Yeah, I also never thought I'd say I want Jordan Travis to run more. But that's what I was saying after the first half. It's like the opportunities are there. you got to take advantage of them a little bit. And then finally, Norvell's like, "Yeah, quarterback draw on third and eight. Let's go for it." And they got, I think, ten or eleven yards. Just, you know, I, Travis was definitely getting warmed into the game. He didn't look very comfortable to start, but luckily, they settled in. One last shout out to the defense. They had they held LSU to three of ten on third downs, over three on fourth downs, and you know, really stood strong in the red zone a couple times there too.
0: Uh oh Need to my mention god. this. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Need to
0: mention this. Holy moly! Uh Eight one three with the friggin' bomb of the night. This might be the biggest celebratory. We might not be going to McDonald's. <laughs> we might be upgrading the shake. Shack. Wait, what is that? I'll see y'all at Charlie.
2: <laughs> I'll see y'all at Charlie's Steakhouse. Damn!
0: Uh, holy is moly! Is that getting claimed
1: back? <laughs> <laughs> Who's claiming <on> that back? <laughs> <laughs> Who's claiming that back? Oh, uh, we going to the well, steakhouse. Man, we- really appreciate the donation, but now that the internet's back for me, I just want to say I really thought tonight was um, a big sign of maturity, a big sign of growth uh, from Florida State moving in the right direction. Like you guys said, you know, this time last – in this game last year, Florida State they had a 24-10 to lead with about nine minutes or less remaining in the contest, and it seemed like it was over, and LSU went on that furious comeback while Florida State turned a little bit, lost that uh, fumble. Um, at the goal line and help them kind of get back into the game. And tonight we saw the Seminoles put their foot down on the Tigers' throat. Logan, me and you looked at each other and we're like, same moment as last year. What is Florida State going to do this time? And they got the ball back, went and scored again and made it a uh, 21-point game. And I think that was when we really started feeling like this one was over and the Tigers didn't have any shot of a comeback. So, I mean, just for them to go out there and step on a top five team's throat it says a lot about the attitude, the growth, the maturity from a year ago to now.
2: Honestly, the first half felt a lot like last year's game between the muff punt, turning it over right after so you don't score right off the muff punt. You have a drive from LSU that was strictly caused by penalties essentially to get them points. And you're going into halftime going, you know, this really isn't what we expected. Florida State really flipped the switch. And like you said, they showed that growth and maturity to just absolutely dominate them in the second half.
0: Yeah, I need to go ahead and make sure I give a shout out there to 813, Null, our guy in Discord as well. Uh, throwing a big-time $400 donation for our audio listeners to at least know what we were reacting oh. to earlier. A big-time bomb there. But, yeah, Florida State, you know, taking care of business now. Going into week two, Florida State will have their season opener next week. And, you know, I think oh what everybody is wanting – everybody wants to know now in the chat, where does Florida State rank in the country? Where would you guys put the Seminoles coming into a neutral site game and taking down the LSU Tigers? And 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 at first it was going to be dramatic fashion for our article title, but then it turned into dominating <laughs> – dominating fashion but where does florida state go from number eight to what where 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 should they land
1: it's a tough question
2: gotta move them up i mean yeah you gotta move them up i i think five is fair um you know georgia and ohio state didn't really look that good but i can't see them moving them down i think five is fair
1: Round around five, you know, it'll be a slow climb for Florida State. But, I mean, as long as they keep taking care of business week to week, you know, you're going to have another potentially top ten matchup here in a couple weeks when you travel to Death Valley to take on Clemson. That's another chance for a marquee win. So, I mean, the opportunities are going to be there for Florida State to climb the rankings. And, you know, tonight, tonight's a good start.
2: Also, not only did Keon Coleman break the rock, I believe he
0: cut the sod. He did. He did. I saw him doing that whenever I was in the press box up there. But, yep, he was indeed cutting the grass. Also, too, worth noting, big-time record-breaking here uh, from Jordan Travis, surpassing former FSU Great Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston for the all-time touchdown leader in Florida State program history. So, congratulations to Jordan Travis, put, put on a show today, putting down five touchdowns for the Seminoles and Orlando so a uh, big time big time uh, night for your leader at quarterback who talked to us after the game and said you know he's got to start off better he's got to start off faster and he's expected to make those changes and respond to going into week two whenever the Seminoles, this Florida state fan base, Doke is going to be fucking rocking, man. It's going to be full on blast Doke Campbell stadium. People are going to be tailgating. It's an eight thirty friggin' kickoff. So it's going to be a late one, no matter what, but I, I, I would expect the Seminole fan base is going to show up and give this team some love after they deserve, uh, they much deserved after this performance they put on.
1: You don't have a Heisman campaign running for this guy for no reason. Um, You know, we saw some bad from Jordan Travis tonight. But, again, like I've said about the rest of the team, it's really the response. You know, he came back from that interception and then the bad throw that was almost picked off And Florida State was trying to uh, work out of the goal line in that second quarter. I mean, just put on a show. Uh, As he said during the postgame presser, I mean, the skill guys make it easy for him out there and it seemed like he just trusted them and and put the ball in the right spots. You know, he put it right there for Keon to go make a couple plays, put it there for Johnny to make some plays uh, through the air as well. And, I mean, Jordan Travis, just the growth we've seen from these guys that the first time he stepped on the field in 2019 at Florida State. Um, wow. there's not many players who develop like Jordan Travis, you know. I think it was a couple of years ago, whenever he was just first going to start out under Mike Norvell in 2020, we were wondering, you know, what kind of ceiling does Jordan Travis have? Is he going to be the quarterback for Florida State to lead them back to promin- prominence? I don't know that we thought he was the answer at the time, but the kid has just continued to come to work every day and, you know, put it out, put it all out on the field tonight for Forest 8 and came away with arguably the best win of his and Mike Norvell's career so far with the Cibbles.
2: And honestly, Travis bounced back a huge way from that interception, which, you know, let's be real, that was a pretty bad interception. He held the ball way too brutal. long on to the screen and should have just ran with it. He he bounced back in a big way. I kind of feel Almost like that. Almost had two
0: interceptions. Almost had two.
2: Yeah, but I, I kind of feel like that interception kind of got the jitters out. Like, okay, I messed up. Let me let me go play some damn football.
0: Yeah, that's what I was telling the guys up there in the press box, Dustin and Tommy. I was saying, I'm glad these mistakes are being made now in the first and second quarter. Get them done. You wipe them away. So then you kind of move on, and you don't have those in the third and fourth quarter where it can really hurt you in the in the long run. But yeah, definitely. Definitely some things that they're going to go look back on film-wise and, and go check out. I need to because it's so busy up there trying to get live tweeting out there. But I want to go back, watch some film, also listen to the broadcast and see how Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Faller called this game. It seemed like this one brought a lot of excitement for anybody watching at home on a TV broadcast.
1: But either way, I mean, throughout the mistakes, a three-touchdown victory against a top-five opponent to open the season. I mean
2: can, – Can we put Colts around top five?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can. <laughs> you know, Brian Kelly said he doesn't think his team is who they thought they were now that they lost to Florida State, even though he had a lot to say uh, the other night before the game. But um, a huge a huge victory for Florida State, considering the circumstances coming into this one and it being the season opener, Florida State not really having a, a tune-up game to warm up throughout all the mistakes. I mean, they flat-out dominated LSU.
2: Smoked them, whooped them. Whatever you want to use.
0: <laughs> well, I think this has been a good. Going back to the bayou. Minutes. Yeah, they're going back now. We'll have to see them for uh, quite a long while. But I will say, I would love to see some more Florida State versus LSU. It puts on shows and definitely gives some good entertainment to the college football world. But this time wasn't too dominant. It wasn't the same way last year in the, in the fourth quarter. So, but yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap this thing up, guys. If y'all have anything else to say. I think we kind I, of put the, everything the, thing together. VZ's got another statement, though.
2: No, no the, the curse is officially broken, right? Like, we're good?
0: Like, Yeah, BZ's made it to another game where he saw the team win, yes. We've won, we've won two straight,
2: both against Tigers. <laughs> My next game is against the Clemson Tigers, so we're going 3-0. It's happening. We're, <laughs> we're, we're here, baby. We're here.
1: Now we yep. just got to fix your basketball streak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I went. I forgot I went to the ACC tournament because uh, I did. I did see them win at Louisville, but then they lost in the ACC tournament. So
0: yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, it ain't basketball season, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. It is Florida State football season. The Seminoles dominating in Camping World Stadium. We are done in Orlando here. Florida State and Mike Norvell taking care of business on a neutral site on the road, 45 to 24. The Florida State fan base absolutely taking over the stadium. I'm expecting to see a lively and electric crowd and a late night kickoff in Doe Campbell stadium at Florida state season opener. We will be, we will have our game preview for that. We'll also have a little bit of a short recap of this game as well. We'll have our quick hitters and talk practice observations from next week too. We go live every Wednesday evening at 7 PM. We're also on iTunes, Google play Spotify, this video version, we'll go onto audio and it'll be on all those podcast platforms. So make sure you like the video. If you're on YouTube right now, like the video, we definitely would appreciate that a ton. Share with your friends, make sure you subscribe too. And also I know a lot of our discord people are here in the comments. Make sure you go down and grab a link for the discord. It's free to join. We had, I think we had like 200 people live chatting in the discord today. So make sure you go in there. It's free to join Uh, and it's in the descriptions down below. And then the last question here is a donation uh from our guy goat knows saying where can we donate for dustin's dance classes i need it
1: my wife would be very happy if someone could get that going
0: Mm, yeah gina would be the rhythm
1: the rhythm there there is none right now a little bit it was my two guys
0: yeah we'll, well we'll maybe try again next week or maybe up there in death valley so we'll see what happens but appreciate everybody hanging out with us this evening as always, you can follow us on Twitter, at Noel Game Day. We're on Instagram as well, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube, every social media platform imaginable. You can find us there. But thank you, guys. Appreciate you all starting off the season strong with us. Florida State 1-0, dominating the LSU Tigers, 45-24. We will talk to you guys next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Peace. Happy Monday, too. Stay true.